Well, hello, and welcome back to another scary, scary edition of Ghost Stories Told from the South. <coughs> I am your host, Stephen LaBooth, and I got some skilly, skilly stuff for you today, boys and girls. <laughs> All right, how is everybody? Well... Since I've had this week off, I'm going, I uh, did a lot of research, and I'm going to try to cram three episodes tonight and have them ready so I'm caught up, because I love being caught up, and it's easy to get caught up on my Ghost Stories episodes, because they're just easy, <coughs> but welcome, welcome, it's Stephen LaBooth here, with Ghost Stories Told from the South. But like I said, man, um, I got off this week, did a bunch of research, enough for three episodes. So this right here is going to be the last episode of uh, Lakes and stuff like that. Summertime's going to be around the corner, so I'm going to start doing roads. Now, last year I did this, and I did a bunch of roads over in uh, overseas in different places. So... This year, I started out here in uh, Americano and uh, got some here. And then I'll just start going from state to state after that. <coughs> but, yeah, it should be a good show. Feel good. Feel refreshed. I feel ready to go, guys. I hope you guys are ready. I just want to say thank you guys once again to everybody who watches on the YouTube channel. Thank you very much there. Thank you to everybody who listens to the podcast in general. And thank you for the downloads and the membership keeps growing and going and growing. So let's keep the train going, guys. Thank you very much. Tell all your friends about it and uh, I hope you enjoy it. And like I said, sorry sometimes if my reading is a little effed up, but I do my best, man. Sorry. I want to get a drink because these first two stories are pretty long. <coughs> so, I hope you went to the bathroom, ready to sit down and chill, and listen to your favorite ghost podcast. So you know what this means. Sit back, relax, get yourself a nice cup of coffee or some nice warm cocoa. Either way, snuggle in. Get ready to be scared. Toke that fire a little bit so you don't get cold. <laughs> All right. Let's get on with our first story of the day. Okay, our first story is the South Bass Island Lighthouse. The South Bass Island Lighthouse located in South Bass Island in Put-in-Bay. Yes, that's the name of the place. Put-in-Bay, Ohio. It's a historical and iconic landmark that has been in operation since 1897. The lighthouse was built to guide ships through the treacherous waters of, the, of Lake Erie. And has not been a and has been a beacon of hope for many sailors and boaters for over a century. 
The lighthouse was built by the United States uh, Lighthouse Services, and it was the first lit on July 1st, night of 1897. It stands at a height of 49 feet and is made up of limestone, which was uh, which was dug from the uh, island. The lighthouse was automated in 1958, which means it's a uh, stay lit by electric, by electricity, I believe. And the lights uh, was and the lights was the the uh, oh, and the light was defected in 2004. That means it was turned off or deactivated in 2004. That means it was turned off and no longer in service. Today, today the lighthouse is open to the public for tours and is a popular spot for visitors to the island. However, the lighthouse is not just a historical uh, site. It is also said to be haunted by many people. Haunted by Haunted. Look, okay. Haunted. Many people claim to have had an eerie experience while visiting the lighthouse, including sightings of ghostly figures and strange noises. Some say that the ghost of the lighthouse keeper, <coughs> excuse me, who died died while on duty, still haunts the lighthouse. Others claim to have seen the ghost of a young girl who is uh, said to have drowned in the lake near the lighthouse. Excuse me. Many vid- many visitors to the lighthouse have reported feeling a sense of uh, unease or discomfort while inside the lighthouse. Some have reported feeling a cold spot or a chill in the air, even a even on warm days. Others have reported hearing strange noises, uh, strange noises such such as knocking or footsteps when no one else is around. Pretty interesting. Despite these stories of hauntings, the South Bass Island Lighthouse is a popular tourist destination, and it is a great great place to visit your in, interest interested. Uh, It's a great place to visit if you're interested in history, too. And the paranormal. The lighthouse offers tours during the summer months, and visitors can climb to the top of the lighthouse to take the stunning view of Lake Erie. While the lighthouse may be haunted, it is still a beautiful and historical site that is worth a visit. However, you're interested in the... Oh, whether you are interested in the history of the lighthouse or the stories of hauntings, South Bass Island Lighthouse is sure to be unique and uh, memorable experience. So if you're ever there, go check the place out for me. Tell me how it is. Tell me if it's all right or if it's not. I'd love to go visit a haunted lighthouse. I think that would be cool to visit a lighthouse, period. Because I really like the lighthouses. I think they're pretty awesome. 
All right. My next story is a shorty. It's a very short one. This one is called the Beaver Creek State Park. And it is in uh, Beaver Creek, Ohio. Parts of Ohio. Parts of Ohio's canals built in the early 1800s can be found throughout its park. Throughout its park. Okay, a canal is a man-made uh, waterway <coughs> that people make through land and stuff to get through quicker and easier. Like, let's say there's uh, two rivers, and they want to connect the two rivers with the canal. They, they'll do that. So anyways, there's a lot of these old canal systems that don't, they don't work anymore in the old locks. And locks are the things that they'd sit there and put the boat in, raise the water up, and then uh, put it in another uh, vault, let it lower down, and then take it. Then it can be released to the waterway. Hope I'm explaining that good for you. If not, Google it. Anyways, it has a. It still has two uh, uh, two channel locks too. And uh, and they are said to be haunted by ghosts of canal workers who died on the job. It's one of the scariest places in Ohio, they say. I'll be the judge of that. All right. We got another good size one. See, we got there, went there. Now we're going to read this one. All right, guys. All right, our next story is going to be about the Fairpoint Harbor Lighthouse. Man, this one's kind of small print, so give me a minute so my eyes will adjust. When ships traveled in and out of the Great Lake of the Great Lakes, the Fairpoint Harbor Lighthouse played an important role in guiding vessels to safety. Located on the shore of Lake Erie in Fairpoint Harbor, Ohio, the lighthouse was constructed at, its, uh, at the mouth of the Grand River. At first, the lighthouse was originally called the Great River Lighthouse. In this article, you will learn more about the haunted uh, history of the lighthouse. The Fairpoint Harbor Lighthouse was was the first the lighthouse was the first built in 18, 1825 in 1871 the lighthouse was in need of repairs as the tower and house quickly needed to be rebuilt the lighthouse and keeper's house that you see today was in use until 1925 when a new lighthouse was uh, was constructed close to the old one. The locals adopted the uh, Fairpoint Gym. Sandstone was used to build the uh, lighthouse that stands 70 feet in the air. It is no longer operational, but that does not stop Sorry about that. I had someone stop by the house and they didn't know I was recording. And I was like, it's no big deal. I can go back and edit this and fix it. 
All right. Anyways, now we're going to get into <clears throat> the history of the lighthouse, like uh, who some of the uh, lighthouse keepers have been. Okay. Throughout the history of the light of the lighthouse, there were two prominent lighthouse keepers to note. Samuel Butler was the first keeper who was uh, who was in an active abominableist. His, his interest made the lighthouse a northern uh, terminal of the uh, Underground Railroad and was successful in helping runaway slaves find safety in Canada. Many believe that the pieces of history contributes to the to the haunted past of the lighthouse. Another theory of the paranormal activity, activity seated at the lighthouse is associated with the second lighthouse keeper who was very much addicted to the uh, structure. He loved his job in he loved his job and could have probably refused to leave his post in the afterlife. Captain Joseph Babecook was the uh, first keeper of the reconstructed lighthouse in the keeper's dwellings. He also raised a family on the lighthouse grounds. Two of his children were born in the uh, home. But the unfortunate, the unfortunately lost one of his children to smallpox at the age of five. Losing a child at such a young age is very difficult, and the family deeply uh, felt the effects. Things took a turn for the worse when the lady of the house had fallen ill and had to stay in her bed inside the house. To keep herself entertained, she kept law, uh, kept a lot of cats. Great. And see, back then, you would have to let them outside. There wasn't no litter boxes back then. Yeah. The signature of Mrs. Uh, Babcock's pets is, the, is that some people claim to have uh, spotted a ghost of a cat moving quickly up the stairs. Some describe... The feeling as traveling in a uh, gray puff of smoke. To add to add a twist to the uh, ghostly uh, cat cat account, the body of a mummified cat had been discovered by one of the workers <coughs> in the lighthouse while they was doing the construct or reconstruct. You know. Doing the uh, renovations. Sorry if y'all hear that. That's the uh, mosquito truck going by. Yeah, they uh, have this mosquito thing that shoots out uh, smoke through the air. They recommend you stay in the house and keep your pets in. They've been doing it since I was a kid. I've always thought it was fucking weird. always thought, are they really spraying what they say they are? I don't know. It's our trusty old government, but that's for another to another show. Um, let's see, where was I? Body, uh, okay. Okay, to add to the twist of the uh, ghostly cat account, uh, 
the body of a mummified cat. Okay, today we've seen that. Today, these keepers, the keeper's house is being used as a Fairpoint Marine Museum, making it the first lighthouse grounds to be restored into a museum in the United States. Well, that sounds like a pretty cool place, so... <coughs> if anyone's ever there, go check that one out for me. Tell me what you think. And sorry if I'm kind of hacking a little bit like that. Just allergy season. I got a little phlegm in my throat. You know, the allergy phlegm, what I call it. The bleh. Sorry about that. I'm so nasty. And I'm sorry if this show's going to be a little short. But the next uh, two episodes are going to be pretty juicy, my friends. <laughs> All right. See what we have next. All right, we're going to do the McClintock County Park. This is in Wisconsin. Would you like to hear about a haunted forest in Wisconsin? Of course you would. That's why you're reading, or that's why you're listening to me. Okay, then. The McClintock uh, County Park is one of the most haunted places in Wisconsin. Wisconsin has to or it's one of the most haunted places Wisconsin has to offer and is home to a dark past. In 1976, a young couple was brutally murdered while camping here. There was the great mystery surrounding the crime, largely because the cul the culprit wasn't actually caught until 2019. Today, the place is haunted by strange noises and orbs and mystery and mysterious lights that somehow show up in the photos. People camping out here have told of the feeling of being constantly watched and just generally unsettled by the spooky location. You can still camp there if you dare. But be prepared for the unsettling silence in these creepy woods, though, which are home to some great hiking trails and some ghostly stories. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Our next story. Is the Summerland Mansion in West Bay Lakes, Wisconsin? It's impossible to talk about the most haunted place in Wisconsin without mentioning this place. The Summerwind Mansion in Wisconsin is is a hotbed for paranormal activity that has ghost hunters. For, that has had do ghost hunters for decades and it's considered one of the most haunted places in northern Wisconsin. Built in 1914, Summerwind Mansion is undoubtedly one of the most... Okay, I hate it when it does that. Most haunted houses in Wisconsin. 
The place has been uh, ghoul-infested since uh, construction, with strange events reported by workmen right from the uh, get-go. Workers told about told of equipment unex, uh, unexplainedly catching on fire, cars starting on their own, and rooms changing size during construction. Now that would flip me the fuck out if I'm building a room, and you know you're cutting wood to this room or whatever you're doing, like the walls. When you got to go in and do the drywall stuff, you go in and make a cut for a six foot wall. But it shrank to four foot? What the hell? Or five? You know what? It's just, that'd be weird. That'd be really weird. Later reports centered on apparitions, disbottled voices, and strange smell of perfume permitting the uh, air. Only uh, only ruins of the mansion today after... It was hit by lightning in 1988 and burned to the ground. However, that hasn't stopped the paranormal happenings that have occurred here on here on all the uh, grounds. Well, that sucks. You can't go explore that place, really, because it burnt to the ground because of a lightning strike. But that probably would have been a cool place to visit because that place probably had a lot of history. That got a lot of history on them grounds right there, if you know what I mean. Sorry, that's the kids slamming the doors. All right, our last one. All right, our last story is about the Mary... Mary of Elk Lake Dam in Wisconsin. Here's the uh, recorded history, and here's what happened. A young woman hitchhiking across the state of Wisconsin was murdered near Lake near Elk Lake Dam, and her ghost haunts the area near the bridge in the dam. Mary Kay Scheiser was found murdered February fifteenth in nineteen seventy four, two years before I was born. A man driving a gold orange compact car was even oh was seen pushing the body of Mary Kay Shias from the uh, vehicle onto a township road about 13 miles east of Menomonee in Elk Lake Police believe Mary was hitchhiking and was picked up by someone in in the uh, Minneapolis area. She was to have left for uh, Chicago around 10.30 a.m. on the morning on Friday, February 15th. Her body was found three hours later in Elk Lake, which would not have left much time for 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 a delay in her trip. Police were called by a local neighbor, who, who, upon driving towards his home, saw a man dumping something on the side of the road. The witness went to his home, which was several blocks, blocks away, and immediately called the cops. When the police uh, arrived, the man was gone. 
The witness was unable to provide a license plate number from the vehicle. However, he was able to give a description of the man in the vehicle. No, no backpack, no backpack or books were found in the crime scene. The case is considered a cold case, meaning that no new leads have not came in. Yet it, the case is still open. As of today, the uh, murderer has not been arrested. There are several details that cannot be related to the relayed to the public due to the status of the case. Here are some of the uh <coughs> ghost and ghostly things that happened at this uh place. The ghost of a young woman was seen along the river under the dam. A vanishing lady has been spotted along the road near the bridge. There are stories about a vanishing hitchhiker. A shadow person was running down the bank under the bridge. While standing on the bridge, one person had a vision of throwing a bag into the water. Okay, this right here says Virginia, uh, Virginia Hendricks died February of 1995. She lived near the dam and claimed that Mary would visit her on a regular basis. Oh, my God. Mary was described as, a, as wearing a pink, uh, a pink sweater and a white capri and white capri pants she was pretty in her early 20s had shoulder length blonde hair and identified herself simply as mary it was believed that mary was an apparition because she would appear at the same time every morning and afternoon walking through virginia's uh, garden and tapping on her window Virginia would bring food out to her. Mary always wore the same clothes. She uh, same clothes always showed up at the same time each day. And nobody but Virginia could see her see that it's happened. And only she could see her. I'm sorry about that. My dogs were just barking. Being jerks, but yeah, if you're ever uh, if you live around this area, tell me about it. It's in Wisconsin. It's called Elk Lake Dam, and it's the murder of Mary. And they say her ghost still haunts its place to this day. So, pretty creepy, man. Pretty creepy. You know, I'm gonna keep that story out for. My uh, other podcast. All right, guys. Well, like I said, sorry this one is short, <coughs> but the next episodes are going to be good. And I uh, hope y'all enjoyed the uh, leg legs and stuff I did. Uh, but like I said, next episodes now are going to be uh, roads that are haunted because it's summertime. People do a lot of traveling during the summer, take vacations more road trips so 
I'm going to tell you about some scary haunted roads in the U.S. I did this last year, but I believe I uh, only did uh, roads in Europe or overseas. So it ought to be fun, guys. It ought to be fun. Creepy stories on the road. And sorry on the video sometimes if the glare from my uh, from the uh, computer screens kind of reflect off my glasses and you really can't see my beautiful eyes. But just want to say thank you guys and uh, we will see you next time, baby. Be good, be scary, and tell lots of scary stories out there, guys. And uh, we'll see you later. Have a good one and be scary. Ha, <laughs> ha,